Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bill Haven and the boy. Quite exciting indeed. A lot to get into today. Uh, Sorry for a little bit of the hiatus. Uh, Been a busy uh, week and a half. So we uh, thank you for the uh, conversation hiatus. Uh, a lot to get to today, including uh, playoff reactions. Ohio State is in. A lot to be bombastic there, which you will hear. Righteous. As well as uh, just some of our initial thoughts on the matchup. Obviously, a lot going on with transfer portal. Uh, maybe where Ohio State should should look moving in the future. And, of course, the uh, Heisman ceremony. Uh, just a quick touch on that. Uh, recording as it finished. So congratulations to Caleb Williams. Um, more congratulations to CJ. Uh, the second year in a row being a Heisman finalist, that in itself is pretty rare. So uh, could have won it. I think, obviously, uh, the second half of the Michigan game uh, probably is what lost it for him. But still phenomenal, phenomenal quarterback, and we, we still... Uh, take pride in the fact that we stood by him, uh, especially early last year after uh, everybody was calling for him. Uh, But he still has a chance to, you know, to prove himself. And these next two games still has a chance to play for a national title. So everything's still in front. Uh, No doubt, you know, that he can lead us to one. So, Yeah, congratulations to uh, CJ. Um Two years in a row, making it to uh, to New York. So that's 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 really good. You know, it doesn't matter uh, so much that he didn't win. The fact that he got there twice. Uh, a lot of times, that competition is. I it's really a luck of the draw. You know, you have to get on the right um, hype train at the right time. Uh, it helps to be. Um, for Ohio State, I mean, it helps to be USC, Alabama, uh, in these cases. Uh, obviously, with this one, uh, USC. But um, I think it's just awesome to be there. Uh, I will say, uh, just a quick comment, I, I do believe he lost it before uh, the Michigan game. I, I think he had an opportunity with the Michigan game um, to pull himself into prime position. You know, then maybe go have a Big Ten championship game with Stellar and then win it. Uh, but I, I think he was pretty far behind. Um, one of the things I, I, I read today was um, this thing, this metric, I think it was called like, uh, you know, pressure, um, pressure rating or something, under pressure rating. Uh, I guess it's your QB score uh, under pressure. Uh, and, and his is like 133rd, um, which is pretty terrible. And frankly, it's something that you and I both knew. At least, you know, I mentioned it a couple of times. I just never, I was never aware of this metric. Uh, But that's what I kept saying, you know, that um, if he, if they're not running the ball right or something else is going wrong, you know, um, he gets flustered. Uh, he's not as accurate. Uh, that's when he tends to get sloppy and throw uh, his picks and whatnot, right? So I think um, 
I think it's still an awesome year, though. I think it was still a great year. Uh, listen, I mean, I would take C.J. Stroud, you know, for all of his foibles, I would take a quarterback like that every year, you know? Uh, I mean, if you had essentially a C.J. Stroud every year, um, you're going to be sitting pretty, right? So that's uh, hats off to C.J. Stroud. Yeah, absolutely. And I would, like I said, I would take him as well. I would still take him, uh, even as our quarterback in uh, the playoffs this year, because you know what he can do, uh, especially with the talent around him. They just have to go, go out and do it, which, you know, we'll talk about here shortly, but uh, kind of starting on that front, Ohio State is in the playoffs, obviously, as uh, all of our listeners already know. I told you especially. No, actually, I think there are a few of our listeners out there that are waiting for us to tell them. Very well could be. Well, if you haven't heard it over the past week, you heard it here. And that was much rejoicing. Indeed there was. Yeah, I remember telling you, as soon as USC lost, we were in the playoffs. Uh, I didn't really question the seeding because I knew we were going to play Georgia. I didn't think uh, they would specifically want a rematch in the semifinals of Ohio State and Michigan since they had just played. Uh, and, of course, I was correct in that statement. Uh, you can debate all you want. doesn't really matter. Uh, Ohio State was the only one who really didn't control their own destiny. Uh, we talked about that after the loss. Uh, Ohio State did back into the playoffs, but they were the most deserving teams out of everyone behind them, hence why... They were ranked ahead of Alabama the week beforehand, and the reason why Alabama would never have jumped them uh, this week. So it was funny hearing all the uh, Alabama banter when you knew all good and well uh, that it, it wasn't going to happen. Um, so that was funny, to, to especially hear the reactions afterwards, some of the people that were mad. But yeah, Ohio State did back into the playoffs, but... Uh, Everything fell the way it needed to, and they were the best team left. And so, thankfully, uh, we get to still get a shot at a national championship. And yeah, I'm excited. You know, even with this Ryan Day coach team, the past uh, two times they've been in the semifinals, uh, the team has been coached extremely well. Uh, this team has come out ready to play, and they played really well, even despite the loss lost to. Clemson uh, in the first one still played really well. And so I fully expect that to happen here. Uh, obviously against Georgia is going to be a different beast and yeah, we're going to have to play pretty much perfectly, uh, but Ohio state can do it. Uh, before we get on some initial thoughts on that. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on Ohio state making the playoff. So my, my first reaction is when, when you mentioned that they now have a shot at a national championship was I just imagined you know, a possible um, motivation speech, uh, you know, a speaker that Ryan Day could bring in you know, prior to the game. Could be Paul Simon, 
you know, uh, dressed as Jim Trestle, and, and says, you know, we, we want a photo opportunity. We want a shot at redemption. We don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Okay, so I will say that I don't think we backed into the playoffs. That has been my first thought. As soon as you texted me, because I knew we would end up talking about it, because I mentioned it um, in the last episode, win or lose, it didn't matter what happened in the conference championship games. In my opinion, after the regular season games were done, the four were set in stone in the order that they are now. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. That's the way it looked to me in my mind. It didn't matter to me if USC won or lost. Unless USC just like barreled Utah in a fashion that we did to Wisconsin in 2014. Unless there was something like that, in my opinion, wasn't even close. Those are the four teams already. So in my opinion, Ohio State did not back into this. That being said, you know, on to the game. You know, what, what then become, you know, the next uh, um, reactions. I will say right now it was unique for me because I almost shortly after uh, needed to head to uh, Detroit for uh, a, a business trip for the week. And I have had to be there a few times in the past um, for, for my job. And, yeah, you have – it's Michigan, right? You're going to have Michigan fans. You know, what a, what a novel concept, right? But it really is only now that they, they, they really like to, to let you know that they're, they're Michigan fans, which is great. I mean, it's interesting because before, frankly, it wasn't fun to talk trash. You know, now it, it still is, you know, because quite frankly, yeah, two years sucks, but um, there's just no argument they can have uh, for the rest of the past 20, 25 years, right? So um, it was just very interesting up there. Uh, but they're very confident, which they should be. I, I think Michigan, this Michigan team is better than last year's. That's my opinion. I've said it uh, most of the year. Um, so they're very confident. And so I, I, I was always this past week trying to think, okay, well, are we going to end up playing Michigan, right? You know, Michigan's really confident. Should they be that confident? Is TCU um, good enough to pull that out? And for me, then every time I would think about Ohio State, I just kept thinking, I, I don't know. I'm not very confident right now, uh, given the way the uh, – the year has uh, ended, right? The back half of the year, and if we, you know, we get a chance, so you know, we can talk about some of that. But um, that's my initial reactions. First and foremost, I think Ohio State was already number four in my opinion. Uh, I'm not very confident right now, uh, but I am excited to have the chance, right? You know, j just give us that chance. So here we are. Yeah, and I. I definitely understand that I'm in a similar boat. I think I'm a little bit more confident because I know uh, how Ohio State's come out in these semifinal games under Ryan Day. Uh, and so I have no doubt that I think, you know, 
Ohio State will give its best. I think a, a couple keys. Uh, the biggest thing is Ohio State has to attack Georgia, and they got to throw the ball downfield. Uh, so they got to run the ball when they need to, and you know, not run stupid plays like that pitch play. If I see that stupid quick option pitch one point during that game, I'm going to, I'm going to yell. I'm going to lose it because there's no need for it. You're going to do the bubble screens, whatever, just, you know, they got to be done tastefully. (laughs) Tastefully. You mean some music? We're going to have some fine dining and uh... (laughs) just not all the time, you know, use it here and there. I think it's during one of those long media timeouts because they have like the, the short and the long ones. Right, and I think during one of the long ones, right? I, I think they do that. They have you know more fancy, and they they tell everyone in the stadium, "Hey, this is that moment. Uh, we have some fine dining now. Uh, we've got a, a musical arrangement uh, for for this next play. It's going to be very elegant." Sorry, uh-huh. go ahead. Uh, but we know where the weakness is, and you got to take shots at it. Uh, they can hold their own at the line of scrimmage, but you know they got to stay on the field uh, unless they're going to get worn down, kind of like they did the second half of the Michigan game. So, yeah, it's obviously going to be a tough challenge. And, yeah, I'm definitely nervous about it, but excited for the opportunity, and we'll get more in-depth on that uh, here when we do the preview right beforehand. Que bueno. Uh, but speaking of co- conference championship week, uh as we finished, I actually finished pretty well. I went eight and three that week. You went five and six. And so uh, heading into the Bull Mania and the 41 Bull games, uh, I am just four games back of you now. You are 162 and 181 uh, with 1,981 points. I'm 158 and 185 with 1,887. So, uh, still, with a, a lot of bowl games, uh, still a chance to, uh, the final final record, to get ahead there. So, uh, should make for a fun bowl season. We'll get to some of the uh, bowl, bowl previews next episode before Christmas, and then some of the ones after. But, uh, there are some intriguing bowl matchups this year. That is Not much intrigue. Th- it's a lot tougher, especially with the transfer portal, uh, because guys opting out the wazoo, you don't really know who's going to play for teams. So that is what it is. But do you think it is a uh, a, a, a politically sensitive concept, the transfer portal? So I would think there would be more of an uproar about that, but maybe, maybe that's just me. Uproar about uh, the transfer portal right before bowl season yeah yeah that's that's what i meant Mm -hmm. and why is that i don't know the transfer portal before the bowl season just seems like it, it, it to me it seems like um hypocrisy talking out of two sides of your mouth right 
you know, all this time talking about the playoffs and the integrity of bowl games and all of this stuff, right? And then um, right during the bowl season, let chaos occur. You know, let, let them choose wherever they want to go. And then ruin all of your bowl plans. <laughs> Are you protecting the bowl games for the fans? Because if you really think that you're doing that, as a fan, if I have a team that's kind of right there on the fence, but I'm excited to go to a bowl game, and the transfer portal opens, and half of my team jumps into the transfer portal, am I going to travel across the country to go to a game? I mean, it just it doesn't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is, maybe there is a compelling reason. Uh, to, to have that transfer portal open around this time. But I, I don't know. Yeah, obviously it's uh, a big deal now, I think, just the way they said it, uh, because now they made it to where it's uh, a, like a 45-day, uh, you have 45 days in the portal between... You know, that was, that was very January, lyrical January. how you said that, 45 days in the portal, 45 what? days in the portal. 45 days in the, okay <laughs> uh to mid-january and then there's another small window between spring practice like 15 days so those are the only time they get to jump in i'm you know a little surprised they don't do it you know like right after you know from from january to maybe mid-february but uh i mean obviously you know uh, especially since the playoffs been announced i you know bulls mean less and less and I think you see that, especially for a lot of these, uh, especially Power 5 programs, you know, that have a mediocre year. Uh, obviously, they don't really care much about these bowl games. And so, obviously, as a fan, you know, we do because it's more college football. And, yeah, a lot of them are going to suck. Um, but, you know, you turn it on here you know before christmas just randomly you know i get to still watch some college football so i don't know that's at least the way i look at it and, and some of these matchups i still think will be pretty good but uh transfer portal uh, until there really becomes oversight uh looks like it's it's going to be pretty hectic here the next couple of years uh a lot of huge names in the portal already uh, it's really interesting, especially a lot of Polish names who've been in programs. A lot of guys have been in programs, you know, for three to four years. You know, even even like quarterbacks who have started for a while, so, you know, leaving and going elsewhere. You know, DJ from Clemson, Spencer Sanders is a big one, Oklahoma State. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, some of those some of those don't really. Makes sense to me. You know, uh, it, we now pause Buckeye Bombast for fine dining and musical elegance. But no, I, I think Joe Burrow, you know, obviously is a big one. Justin Fields, another big one. You know, uh, some of these transfers that, you know, went, to a school and made it big. Some of these transfers um, are, are going to places 
that are kind of just like where they left from. And so I'm not really getting, you know, because in many cases, some of them make sense like a Spencer Rattler last year, right? Because you're just kind of disenchanted with the fan base, etc. Yeah, let's get out of there, even though if you're going to go to South Carolina, right? But, you know, some of these, they seem to be successful. They seem to get along with the fan base. They're okay with the coaching staff. Now I'm going to make a lateral move for what, really? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't understand this. I mean, I, it makes sense for some guys, obviously, who aren't getting playing time, you know, in higher programs and go to lower ones, or some people who are really excelling in lower programs, and, you know, getting their opportunity. Oh, sure. Um, you know, at a big at a big name school, but uh, you know, that's I think at the end of the spectrums. I think, unfortunately, a lot of guys are getting bad advice uh, and hopping in when they shouldn't. Uh, and they're going either to a lower school or they're, you know, they jump in and they don't find themselves anywhere at all. I think that's a, a higher percentage um, still that a lot of people don't think about, you know, because there's thousands jumping in the portal and there's not spots for everybody. So uh, I think just the, the way it's set up right now, uh, it's just not going to be fruitful for a majority uh, of players. Maybe it will be in the future, but I, you know, it is what it is. Well, and it's uh, it's curious how you know nil factors into it as well, because you know a lot of these that are going to make it through the transfer portal. Um, many of them already have deals and it is the massive elephant in the room. You know, it's what, it's what the real argument was about with Jimbo Fisher and, um, Nick Saban, you know, NIL, what does it mean? <laughs> name, image, and likeness. You as a player are allowed to use your name, image, and likeness. To make money, right? Sounds simple. But that's not really what's happening. I mean, you have people creating these NIL programs, whatever you want to call them, and just funneling money around, paying players. There's There, there really aren't any names being used until you hear their name in association with a particular deal. You, you know, you hear, oh, well, they got a uh, contract with a car company. Well, I, I never hear their name ever mentioned. I see that they got this $250,000 car, but I don't ever hear their name mentioned. Well, I hear their name mentioned initially, but then I don't ever hear it again with respect to whatever that product was. It's just, it's bizarre, right? And the transfer portal is actually falling to the mercy of that. And, and you're, college football is getting hurt from a way that I don't think people quite understand. You have all of these kids jumping into the transfer portal to your point with bad advice and they already have their hands tied behind their back because many of these big names are behind the scenes making NIL deals and then throwing their name into the portal and it's all getting kind of these other players. There's going to be a layer 
there, of course, that you, you find some gems, right? But I think you're just getting this onslaught of players that are almost like pigs to the slaughter. They, they, they left after one year because they didn't get playing time, etc. They get into this transfer portal and all the deals are already happening elsewhere. And, and they're just kind of funneling around to different teams. Um, which quarterback? Isn't there like a quarterback that's on his fourth team now? Something like that. There probably is. All right. So, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's just it's a bizarre mix right now, and um, we'll be talking about that one for a while. Yeah, for sure. And it, you know, it's it's great that you know players are able to profit now. You know, and, and go get what they can. Uh, since go on, get Sam. It's be. Coming more of a business now, and so yeah, good, good on you, uh, and you should be able to do that to the best of your ability. Uh, but like you said, you know, a lot of the a lot of that's happening, kind of behind the scenes, and uh, a lot of these players too miss out because of that. So uh, we'll see how it happens. You know, more and more, especially now that the uh, playoffs are going to be expanding, uh, which is set now in two years which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, you know, we, we've talked about it before. It's kind of just adapt, right? Uh, adapt to what's coming or die, so to speak. And as a fan, yeah, it's more college football. And I'm excited from that aspect. Uh, don't necessarily like the changes that it will bring, uh, you know, because like we talked about this year and just the gravity of the Ohio state Michigan game, you know, the regular season, how much it means, you know, it's going to mean less just to be frank about it. That is the truth. Once the playoff expands, uh, it will be cool to see more teams in it. I, I just don't like the fact that they're going to have six, um, the six top rated champions in there, especially the, top four champions to get a bye because we'll see it like years like this, you know, which that's awesome. You know, congratulations to teams like Utah and Kansas state who can cement themselves in that, you know, but they have three losses and they shouldn't get a, a first round bye with three losses. You know, when you have other teams like TCU and Ohio state with one loss, you know, having to play in the first round, I, you know, your, your regular season should mean something, not just because you win a conference championship game you know, that you get a first round buy. Um, but they also went out and won those games too. So I, I understand it from that aspect. Uh, but I think that makes it a little tougher, uh, especially then, you know, when you're adding all these at-large teams who makes it in, etc. But I think we already saw from uh, kind of this year that you're pretty much going to have half the field from at least two conferences, probably maybe even uh, three quarters of from two conferences after uh, the Big Ten and SEC expand in two years. Uh, you know, and that leaves mostly group of, uh, mostly all power five and, and probably one group of five champion every year. So I don't know. Uh, I still think the games 
will be fun to watch. It'll be cool that at least the first round, you know, they get to host the, the higher seeds. But we can talk about that as it comes. Uh, but obviously, uh, still pretty crazy that everything's just changing, um, you know, immensely. And just how quickly, you know, obviously we're going to see in two years. So last year will be uh, just the last, I guess, more normal uh, year in college football that we've had over the past decade. So it'll definitely be one to enjoy, that's for sure. Yeah, it's really uh, from 2014, <clears throat> yeah, the first year of the playoffs. It, should, it has been uh, really fast. You know, if you look at the change, um, you know, to the BCS, that that was around for what is it, twenty thirteen, about almost sixteen or so years, right? Um, and now this, already seven to eight years in, is rapidly changing. You know, and it was changing itself, uh, you know, as it was going. So it is uh, has been very fast uh, since the playoffs began. So yeah, just real quick, um, <clears throat> yeah, just as we finish talking about the the transfer portal as well, um, just some players Ohio State should look at. Uh, you know, obviously, I think big needs for next year. Uh, cornerbacks, obviously, a lot of young cornerbacks, which they'll gain experience, but we still need a, you know a, tr- a true lockdown corner. Uh, I've heard good things about the a cornerback from Virginia. I think he's one of the top-rated players in the portal. Uh, there's also some, you know, big linebacker names um, you could go get. Uh, don't know if Tommy will leave or not, but you know, just in case. Uh, but the biggest is going to be offensive linemen, interior offense and defensive linemen. Uh, I know some guards in the transfer portal, and then yeah, got to be able to go get uh, interior defensive linemen. So I think. Uh, you know, usually Ohio State doesn't pick too much, and thankfully, thus far, you know, a lot of Ohio State players haven't pushed in the the portal. Only two. Uh, I'm sure that'll change after the playoffs and everything. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. Uh, for now, yeah, <clears throat> guys that haven't really played a lot. You know, Trodger Mitchell's been there for a while. Just hasn't, un- unfortunately, seen the field a lot. Yeah, he was a five star, uh, wasn't but, he, Trodger Mitchell? I think he was. Was he? I think so. So that that is a I, I don't know what really happened there. Um but with with us, I, I think cornerbacks in in interior D line. It that's it's that simple, really. I mean, obviously you'll take a gym. Oh, and hey, all you morons out there trying to figure out you know if Drake May or anyone's going to be in the transfer portal as a QB. We don't need QBs. You know, don't be dense. We got Kyle McCord, Devin Brown, um, others coming in. CJ Stroud, you knew nothing about him until he took the the helm. Kyle McCord, if it's him, is going to be fine. We don't need QBs. Um, You know, that said, not really from a QB perspective, but any other position. Uh, where you might find a gem, whether it's you know offensive line, you know rush end, um, linebacker. I'm not sure about because I'm not sure what we're really doing with linebackers right now. But 
you know, things like that. If you, if there's a player out there and there's interest in, in, in the coaches themselves perceive a gap, then by all means go do it. Uh, otherwise for us, those gaps are known and they're big in my opinion, interior defensive line in the cornerbacks. Um, I've said my piece about the interior D line forever in a day. I don't, I'm not going to talk about it here, but cornerbacks, um, it was clearly an issue this year again. And so we need to go get something there. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're definitely on the same page there. Lockdown corner, interior defensive lineman, and especially next year with some pieces losing on the offensive line, I think, uh, especially uh, a decent guard, at least one you know, to fill in there. But I, I do, I do uh, just, just want to quickly apologize to anyone, you know, for calling people morons. I didn't mean morons. I meant, you know, short bus, uh, helmeted warriors go. <laughs> I lost my train of thought after that one. What's that? <laughs> I lost where I was going to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, any, <laughs> don't know. any quick, uh, just asides, obviously a lot of new coaching hires in, in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, Luke I, Fickle. Know, well, yeah, Luke Fickle. I also, you know, Kevin Wilson uh, leaving, right. which you know we we had talked about that in a previous episode as well. Yeah, uh, I think that could be a good know, destination. Wanting changes in offense. If things if, if things go well for him at Tulsa, he could position himself well for uh, Oklahoma because I don't think Venables is going to make it. Um, They'll try to give him some time, but I, I just don't think Venables is the man. Uh, Kevin Wilson has been there. Um, and I think if he can do something at Tulsa, he can maybe get a look by Oklahoma. But who knows? Yeah, I think it uh, could be a good fit for him, especially a fresh start. Like we said, we didn't know. Fresh. Probably wasn't calling a lot of plays anyways. Uh his talents were probably wasted. So, yeah, hopefully he succeeds there. And, yeah, a lot everywhere uh, in terms of hires in the, in the Big Ten. Uh, Matt Rule to Nebraska, which was interesting. Obviously, Jeff Brom leaving Purdue. Uh, it'd be interesting to see who they hire. But, yeah, definitely Luke Fickle. Uh, really surprised that Wisconsin got Luke Fickle. Uh, didn't really think that he would end up there, but I think it's a good fit for him. Uh, you know, similar type of, of program, uh, kind of in the, you know, his, his wheelhouse, uh, how he likes to run things, uh, his play calling, especially to being a defensive mind, I think could be interesting. And I think, uh, obviously, it's going to be tough, but he rec recruited okay at Cincinnati for what he could do. Wisconsin has never been great at recruiting, and so even if I think he does increase that a little bit, uh, 
I think they could be a perennial power in the Big Ten West again. But I, I do think it's a good hire. I do think he's a good coach. And um, it'll be interesting to, to see what he does here, especially in the next couple of years. Yeah, I, I think Luke is a good coach. Um, I think so. I, I think that'll definitely translate to Wisconsin should be at least back to kind of the uh, prime uh, Chris years and in, in B. years. You know, I think they can definitely get there. Um, I'm not totally sold on that yet. I think that Nebraska would have been a much better fit for Luke Fickle. Uh, I don't understand the Matt Rule um, hire there. Uh, I think he's clearly done a good job in college so far. You know, I can't knock that. But I, I'm just, I don't know that he's going to be able to go in and make this big change at Nebraska without then automatically leaving if he is making a big change. So I, I don't know. Um, but Fickle, I think, would have been a better fit in Nebraska. Uh, much better fan base uh, there. Um, in Nebraska still, like I said, it might be, uh, it's not, you know, as Billy Crystal would say, it's not dead, it's mostly dead. You know, the, the Nebraska name is mostly dead. Um but it's still there, and, and I think he, he could have really brought Nebraska back and truly ruled that division uh, in a way that I think will be more difficult at Wisconsin. So, But I think it's still a great hire for them. Yeah, and of course some unconventional hires like Deion Sanders. Uh, kind of wild card hire, but... Yeah, but what else are you going to do, though, in Colorado? I mean... Yeah, is, is oh for sure. We've mentioned so many times. I mean, college football is just changing so much, and you know, with USC leaving, UCLA leaving, and, and teams scrambling for, um, you know, not missing the train. Um, Colorado was terrible. They are in danger of really becoming not even a packed. They are starting to look more like the bottom of the Mountain West. Um, if not even worse, right? So uh, they had to do something. Uh, I'm saying all of that because I don't know that Dion's a great coach. I, I don't know yet. He's been good so far. Um, but what happens, though, when Dion maybe doesn't do so well? I, I don't know. That's going to be very interesting. Yeah, either way, he's going to bring some, I'm sure, some high-profile guys with him. And at least immediately first year, you know, you would think that there would be a big turnaround from where they're at just by the talent he brings in. Uh, will that be sustained? That'll be the question. But at least for the first uh, two years, I think it'll be interesting, you know, just kind of watching from the outside, looking in. Well, uh, I, especially I, I, if he yeah. does do well, you know, just how many other, like, especially kind of, Crazy hires they'll be, you know, other big programs. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think he will treat the portal much like Lincoln Riley, uh, Mel Tucker, um, our buddy down in Ole Miss, uh, Lane Giffen. Um, plus, like Lincoln Riley and unlike some of those others, I think he can land 
big-time talent more easily. Not to say that Lane Kiffin can. Lane, Lane gets some good recruiting classes. Mel Tucker's getting some decent recruits at, at Michigan State. But, I mean, if you're at Jackson State and you get the number one overall recruit to come to your school versus any FBS school, right, then then you know he can go out and get talent. And, and frankly, he's already looking to poach, you know, some some commits that we have, and, and they are showing interest. So I think he can work both of those well. Can he coach? If he can coach, then it be good. Yeah, that could be very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anything else uh, you want to get to from the past week of college football? No, I think that's mostly it. Um, you know, just thinking, you know, back uh, on on some of the conference championship games, and just thinking back on on all of the different coaching hires and the swirl about, um, you know, the transfer portal and things like that. It's just, it is very interesting, and I wonder just what it does in the team room for these four playoff teams, you know? I just, it feels like it, it could be a tinderbox, you know, that that you pull one thread and, and it could just set things off. And, and by that I mean, yeah, everybody's got the general mindset, hey, we're in the playoffs, we can all go win this together. But even some of them are already planning to leave. <laughs> you know, it's just... I just bizarre anymore, and I, I just wonder with all the swirl that goes around with everything else, uh, just just how all of that works. But still makes for an interesting playoff game. It does. Uh, you know, obviously Ohio State coming in uh, an underdog, kind of reminiscent of the 2014 season. Uh, when no one gave him a chance. Uh, the newcomer in TCU, uh, their first year in. Uh, and, of course, a, a very against a very sound Michigan team. So, yeah, I think it would be a couple of great games. And uh, excited to preview them uh, here in a later episode. Indeed. So I guess what you're saying then is... That this has been another amazing episode of Buckeye Bombers with Bellhaven and the Boy. Indubitably. <laughs> <laughs>